All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, has there ever been a higher scoring game week one in FPL history? If there has been, I, I don't, don't know, know if it. it's collectively. I've seen high scores because people bench boost, triple captain, other things. You'll see a lot of teams that will literally use like all four of their chips in the first, you know, the first four match weeks. People do that to try to get a lead and then just hold on to it. That's fair. I get it. I have thought about in the past using bench boost first week game uh, match week of the season. Have not done it. Did not do it this year. But hey, I still did okay. Uh, I felt like uh, I thought I did okay, and then I see some guys, like the guy sitting next to my right, just have like rock crazy rocket score. Scott, I think you, you got me by a few points too, but you and I were a little bit closer together. And some of us in the sitting here in this room score triple digits. Brian, did you score triple digits? I did. Um, I scored 101, and I did it without Bruno Fernandez. So I was about to retire. Wow. Which is even weirder. I was about to retire from Fantasy uh, Premier League. <laughs> On Saturday morning, um, and then by the end of the week, I thought, well, that's not so bad. Well, you don't see this very often, and we're not going to go through the game week one dream team. But but when you look at the dream team, one thing that stands out is that everyone, all 11 players, that you know, the top 11, you know, highest scoring formation possible in FPL, all of them are in double digits, goalkeeper included. 152 is the score for the Dream Team from Game Week 1. Just an indication of how great the Game Week was. I don't think there's been a crazier opening weekend since I've been playing FPL. Goals are plenty. Can't can't remember a time where the scores were so high. Mm -hmm. uh, and Yeah, just an insane way to start another idiotic, (laughs) stupid FPL season. I couldn't believe that I got to 84. I got to 84. Well, if you got to 84, you beat me. I know. Well, I just I just realized that. I thought you had me. I thought you were on 89. But, no, I see you, you had a great score, 83. I 83. felt like 84 was pretty 83 good. 83 has never felt so bad. And then I saw, you know, I see Brian with, uh, with a 101. 101. Yeah. What a, well a face. But, well, no, <laughs> I felt like I'm watching my team, especially in the early games, and I was it was a struggle for me. I, I got all my points late. And then I look at my team, and I, I see all the guys who didn't score, and I didn't have Bruno. And then I'm like, man, like it really could have been a lot better. Yeah. So Well, yeah. that's the thing. Bruno and Salah got all the headlines, and rightfully so. Yeah. If you captained one of those two guys, if you own both of those guys to start the season, you're feeling really great. In fact, I thought to myself last year, I played this strategy game week one where I had three premium midfielders. Yeah. It did not work out well for me. Yeah. 
But if I had used that same strategy this year, right. I know for a fact who my three premium midfielders would have been. Sala, Bruno, and... Son. Son. That would have been my three. And you would have crushed. I would have been thrilled. Here's the thing, though. You would have made your team a lot lighter yes. in other areas. Yep. And and if you would have, you know, you would have cut yourself out of maybe uh, uh, Mikhail Antonio, maybe, maybe right, Danny right. Ings. Yep. You probably couldn't have had TAA in your team, which he had a maybe six. Maybe not, yep. You could have replaced him with another lower-priced lower mm-hmm. Liverpool defender. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. when it spreads out. Yep. It has effects it does throughout have your squad. No effect. Yep, no doubt about it. And I'm guessing that I wasn't the only one who experienced this. I watched that Newcastle West Ham match and saw all those goals pouring in, and I was indifferent to it because I had forgotten because I wasn't looking at my lineup as I was watching the match. I'd forgotten that I'd kept Antonio in my squad no for game way. week one. You didn't and know so that. I, when I looked at my squad and I saw the points, I think it was 13 for Mikael Antonio, unexpectedly. In my total, I was wow. like, this is great. Look what a gift. You. This is wow. a gift. So that I'm sure after all of the changes that people made leading into the actual start of the season, I'm sure people had similar experiences where they forgot who was actually in their squad and who wasn't. Surely I'm not alone. Uh, anyway, all that to say, we've got an action-packed, loaded pod for you. We're going to talk about how you should not overreact. When it comes to strategy – 10 matches have been played in the season. There are 370 more to be played. Do not overreact. We're going to talk about how you might be falling prey to that even as we speak and what you should do to avoid it. We're going to talk about premium forwards. Mm-hmm. Brian's going to lead a discussion on what you should do now that we're one game weekend about Harry Kane and Romelu Lukaku of Chelsea, who has just joined that squad uh, since we last recorded. It is a tradition on this podcast to play a game at the start of every season called Stud or Dud, where Thanks, we will Sir, tell Ryan. that is true, where we will tell you whether or not a player for FBL purposes is a stud or a dud as we are progressing through the season. There's going to be your typical segments you've come to know and love. By the way, guys, it's a new season, so we have a new sponsor. I'm really excited for you to hear who I our new sponsor this. is going to be. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what you should do with your first half wild card. Some people are itching to play it already. I know it. happens every year. Should you do that now? We'll talk about it. And at the end of our episode, stick with us because we're going to go through our league. We're not going to just talk about who's in the top three and who the top scorer was. We're also going to go through and have some fun with some of the team names that are in our league. One of my favorite things that we do. I love this. As well as what we do for game week two. By the way, we have a new new, podcast. a new listener, a new patron to say thank you to as yes. well. That's a, so that's a story. That is the agenda for this episode. <laughs> Brian, get us going, please. All right, let's get on with what we have to talk about from the stupidest game week one of all time. He says that, but he scored 101. Yeah, that says, doesn't make any says sense. that guy. Dave, in what ways are people overreacting and what should we do as FPL players to try to avoid falling prey to this? The hardest thing to do after game week one every single year is to put your phone down, to put the to close the computer <laughs> and not look at your lineup anymore. Okay. Okay, because here's the deal. You can continue to tinker and continue to tanker with your team and you can find yourself in minus four holes. I'm one or more or easily more. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if more you're, if you're in the place of a minus eight beat, I mean, that's three changes off, off week one. Cause there's no way you got a banked 
transfer. So no. there's no way you can do a minus eight yeah. for four. Yeah, one free so transfer. Minus eight for three transfers. Golly. And, and and here's the other thing. You got Lukaku coming in and and, and other made the only other major signing that, that might happen maybe and, and it might affect things a little bit is maybe, maybe a, a James Madison move to to Arsenal. But even then I wouldn't bring him in. Right? Like I don't love Yellow Triangle James Madison. Yeah, James I don't Madison love... knocked knocked James Madison. You're not doing Is this game. a is this a convenient Jack Grealish knock? Where he uh, sits out no, before I the think it's, it's, it's legit. No, I think no, I think legit. James Madison is is in that category now. Chronic yellow triangle player, which means he's perfect to be at Arsenal. There you go. Because but let's not get stuck on Arsenal. Keep going. Listen, overreaction. So what what what's going to happen is this: you're going to look at your team, and then you're going to look at the guy leading your mini league team, and you're going to say, "Okay, why didn't I see this? How could I not see this? How could I not see that Bruno?" was not going to be second half of the season, Bruno. Last year, he was going to be first of the season. New Bruno. rejuvenated last Bruno. Year, Bruno. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Euro Bruno. This is going to be Manchester United, first of the season, Bruno, mm-hmm. just scoring goals aplenty. Sure. Right? I, I didn't see that. I kind of went off the summer form, I didn't either. And I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm having Bruno regret. Because I think, but is he in your lineup now? No, he's not. Yeah, exactly. No. So you didn't take a negative four to bring but Bruno in. I took in. Bruno Lesser. I made my I, my transfer this week, which I we posted. Uh, will it will be posted before this podcast comes out? Uh, is I brought in Paul Pogba, so I got I have Bruno the Lesser as I will now refer to him <laughs> the rest of the year. It won't That's be Paul Pogba. Saxon warrior name. It will be, it will be <laughs> Bruno the Lesser. Right. Okay. So what I was getting at is you could have. You're looking at your other teams in your mini league around you, and you're having regret. I'm looking at it. You're having regret, but then you're also kind of looking at it like, yeah, like I nailed some things. Like, sure. Like I love that I had Sun. You got to like, 84 somehow. No one else in the mini league, in our mini mini league, had Sun. Sure. I don't think maybe maybe one person. Actually, I don't even know if league Di- if All Star listener Diane had Sun. And she's a Spurs fan. I, she is a Spurs fan. I had him, and so yeah, I was nervous. Because someone said, "You're why would you play Sun against Man City?" Well, I don't know. You just sometimes, and this is a lesson I learned last year. Some guys you just play them because they're good. Yeah, you play Mo Salah every week because he's good. That's right. It doesn't matter what defense he's playing because yep. yep. he's good. Yep. You play Hyun Ming Sun because he is good, and it doesn't matter who he plays against. He needs one chance, just one. And he took it this past and weekend. He took it and he got it. The other thing, though, too, David, you know, to your point, you get one free transfer. You know, Salah did well. And a lot of people have Mo Salah, and there's no reason to leave Mo Salah after he scores 17 fantasy points. And so if you want to go get a Bruno or you want to go get a new Chelsea forward, Romelu Lukaku, those are two premium guys. If you want to go get them, unless you're transferring out another premium guy, I don't know why you would have. Like, why would you have had KDB to start the season? You know, unless you're doing something like that to go from KDB to Bruno – or a Harry Kane, who I don't know why you would have had to go to Romelu Lukaku, you're having to take an extra transfer to make that money work, and that means negative points. What I also want to caution everyone through this is everyone's overreacting because everything is going to seem like, oh, my gosh, got to do this, got to do this, yep. got to do this. You know, Lukaku's coming in. KDB subbed in, which means he's going to start next week. And, and you start putting all of these things on your mind, and you start, you start making this stack – and the taller you make this stack, the easier it is to be knocked over, and you're just going to mess yourself up. Can, can I put it a certain way? I learned something last year. I learned that if 
I was feeling like I needed to make massive moves, three, four, five moves to make my squad good. I, I, I didn't do any usually. Right. I did nothing because what I found was points, you can chase them or you can get them to chase you. And if you have a quality team with quality players, if they don't score one week, there's a really good chance they're going to start scoring soon right? because they're quality players. Right. So you wait and let the points start chasing you. If you go chasing after the points, you will lose at this game. Ryan, you said this before, especially once the season starts, you're kind of looking for three to four weeks of inact like misses, right? After, if you get to four weeks and or work, earliest three weeks from like one of your main players, you're usually now thinking, okay, maybe it's time to move on, right? Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty standard way of looking at it. And whether you see it happening or not, it you're going to feel that when you look at twos in the in a player's scores. Right. Twos or threes. I think, right. I think you see zero returns enough times, no matter who it is, you're going to start getting an itchy trigger, trigger finger. Now, with all that said, if that's the rule of thumb, Dave, literally no one has had three or four weeks of poor scores yet because there's only been one game week. For sure. So it is impossible for you to look at your squad and say, oh, such and such is out of form. I mean, there are guys who are hurt. There are guys who maybe are not ready to start the season. We know this. Uh, But no one is technically someone that you should be avoiding because of form. There's been one game week. So don't overreact. Well, in this, in the start of the season too, you have something what we kind of blends in is just how much do you, you know, how much stock do you put into the preseason? And I think you want to not react to the preseason form of players. However, the preseasons of certain players seem to have directly impacted their performances coming in. It can for sure. And so some of the best preseason players did perform as soon as they they hit the ground running you know this you know it's Saeed Ben Rama comes in on one of the best preseasons of anyone yep and hits the ground running straight away against Newcastle Richarlison is having one of the best summers of anybody and 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 comes like gets into the starting lineup as a complete like out of left field selection plays the pl- basically the I think we played the entire match. Yes, and has an amazing continues his form straight into the first. He match is a little bit of an outlier because you know to your point, and I posted a video on social media uh, that may- hopefully some of you have checked out. If not, go check it out. Uh, some of my non FPL thoughts, having watched the matches, I posted that on Monday morning. Richarlison was in it because I don't understand. I mean, I I was sitting here thinking you know a couple weeks ago he's going to be out for basically all of August. Because he played in the Copa America, he played in the Olympics, yeah. had no break whatsoever Zero in the summer. Zero break back a week ago. And goes ago. straight back into the squad. Yeah. I guess you can waive your own mandated summer break because he came right into the squad. No Everton preseason, yeah. but plenty he of matches He didn't need a preseason. He Brazil. was still in season. It's true. And <laughs> I worry for Richarlison's health, though. He's young, but you can't play football 12 months a year for very long. Yeah, for sure. And then other players did not. I mean, other players, you know, Mares, Riyad Mares, the the ideal situation happens with him where he's having the hottest preseason of any Manchester City player, is in all the training, gets into the starting lineup where he, when he starts, he averages at least, I think it's six or seven points per start, you know, every time he's in. 
and of course plays 76 minutes and blanks against Tottenham in an inexplicable loss to Spurs on the opening day of the season. So, Hold that thought, because yeah. with your mention of Riyad Mahrez, I want to go right into what has been a long-standing tradition on this podcast, which is to award the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award right here. No surprise, no secret, it's going to Riyad Mahrez. Oh, man. Now, listen, this originally started for new listeners as the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week I Award. I love, I was about to bring it up if you didn't. And we had to switch it to the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award because Benteke had a period of epic wastefulness unforeseen yeah. prior to then wastefulness uh that thankfully he overcame a little bit last season but it's still yeah. his award still named in his honor given to the worst or most important miss of the weekend arguably i would say that that was riad Mahrez as he had a chance just outside the six yard box and sent it yards wide of the goal now granted it might not have been the easiest chance but that was city's arguably their best chance of the entire match riad Mahrez brought it nowhere close to the goal and for that and because of uh, of the stage that it was on Riyad Mahrez earns the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week award for gaming one I sure wish he had made it but he in your squad yes he was <laughs> uh, oh because the one-on-one guy needed more points. he is yeah, right. he's oh, not okay. he's not in my squad anymore all right. Oh, so, oh I can't yeah. wait to hold oh, that okay. thought. We're no, still, no, I want to go there We're still overreacting. We know haven't... Dave's transfer. We're going to get Brian's okay. later. All right. Uh, we... Anything else that we can overreact to, Brian, particularly as it relates to preseason form? No, I mean, just I, I just think it was such a, like, you know, so many decisions or, you know, you you're, that, that first lineup. I mean, I saw I mean, plenty of people are, are like you said, Dave, are tinkering right up to the deadline. That was me. Of course. I, I do knew it, that. I do, I it, I do it every, every single year. <laughs> and other other people, you know, that I've seen, you know, especially FPL Twitter and, and pundits out there, you know, are just like, it's the night before and I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't look at it anymore. I, if, I, I, it's set. I am not gonna. I am not gonna mess myself up. Uh, you know, after after this moment. And That's how I felt, but I still went back and checked it ten minutes before to make sure. No, just I to make no, sure see, that everything was set right. That my captain was right. Like I didn't screw not, anything for up. you. That's not a bad move. But it's not. It's not. You're well said. It is well documented you, on this podcast. That's very responsible, yeah, and I right. applaud Thank your, you. your Thank you. commitment to going back and double-checking. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. I do that thing where I, I typically will, will try to do a researched first draft, and then I, I try to follow that rule of test-taking where you know you go with your first answer, you know, like go with your gut, go with your instinct, because with my research first draft, I'll plug in the best squad I can, and usually... You know, a good two thirds of it stays the yeah. same, yeah. and maybe there's a couple of fringe guys or a slight strategy change that I'll make, uh, you know, within that. But for the most part, it stays the same. So honestly, by Friday morning, I didn't look at it again until, well, until after West Ham Newcastle when I remembered, oh, I left Mikel Antonio in there. That's amazing. Things again that we don't need to overreact to. In my opinion, I don't think you need to overreact to Lukaku, Kane and other transfers that could move. Just pump the brakes for me. And I know, look, there's other people on our Slack channel that say otherwise. There might be other people on this podcast that say otherwise. My point is this. There is very possible that Romelu Lukaku, in his second stint with Chelsea, um, all-star listener Ben and I had a, had a nice back-and-forth exchange on Slack uh, in our Slack workspace, Slack sponsor us today. 
and uh, where he and I were going back and forth giving opinions. And so I'm just going to restate mine in, su- in such a way that, that I think that uh, it, obviously this could be one of two options. Lukaku in a second stint with Chelsea is going to come back to the English Premier League, which he knows because he played in it many years, and is going to hit the ground running. He's going to be the spark, the one missing link that the the destruction, the Chelsea destruction train needed to just completely destroy the league. Does okay? Chelsea have a missing link? Yeah, they had a striker that couldn't score. Okay. They were pretty good last year. They All won right. Champions League. City won the league both without strikers scoring. So maybe that's a thing. I doubt it. But they are a better team when Lukaku steps on the pitch. The other thing is this, though. It is very possible, and it is not just cut and dry, that Lukaku comes in and and just starts immediately and hits the ground running. He's playing for a manager he's never managed with. He's playing with teammates he's never played with. Okay, They've had one week of training. There might be some resentment in there. Kai Havertz and Werner are both German boys, and it's very possible that there's, there's I don't know, there's beef. All of a sudden, one guy comes in, and everyone expects him to change and light the world, and the rest of the team's like, we effing won the Champions League last year. What the hell we need you for? So I'm just saying things can happen, and, and, and sides can be taken, and all, uh, sometimes all-star teams don't win titles, okay? True story. And so I'm just saying for me, Pumping the pump the brakes on Romelu Lukaku. If you want to bring him in, even if there's a price rise, wait till after the break. Okay, that's my opinion. Uh, Harry which, Kane, which break? International. International break. break. Thank you. Excellent call. Harry Kane, same thing. If he moves, I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be a Spur. I think Spurs <laughs> coming out, beating City was awesome. Even though that was not the strongest City side they could have put out. Uh, if Nathan Ake is in your starting defense, uh, no, no slight to Nathan Ake. I think he's a decent defender. Pep did this last year. Ake started the first game, didn't start like another game all the rest of the year. Why? Well, they I think City didn't play well in their first game last year. So and then they go on and win the league. I so, think uh, as bad as Ake was at center back, Mendy struggled as much at left Mendy, back. Mendy, Mendy's, Mendy's, it's gonna. And I don't remember Mendy's last. Yeah, good Mendy's game. not gonna. I no. can't imagine Mendy keeping his. No, spot. Men, Mendy's not. Not when um, KDB Light is in the wings, wait, waiting to play. Said Zinchenko. Yeah, well, Z- I could. He came in bad. off the bench yeah. in this match. No, I know he did. All right, Dave, I'm gonna cut you off there, and I'm gonna turn it over to Brian real quick because right. Brian has Lukaku and Kane strategy to discuss. These are okay. the two guys that we want to talk about at forward because they're both premium forwards. Kane was out this past week due to fitness yep. official report. Yeah. Lukaku is now available because he was just signed by Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And so he is now available and, and reports are he'll be available for game week two against yeah. Arsenal. And so Brian, should we be rushing to bring either of these guys in come what may for game week two? Short answer. No, uh, I, I mostly agree with Dave. I can't imagine why other than pedigree that you're saying, like just when you're you're saying, Dave, like I want I want to play Son even against Manchester City because he's just good. Well, I would say Harry Kane is in that category too. I I think that was the we we talked about it before the season started. Uh, similarly to the start of last season, where you know you had players who you knew weren't going to be available in the first week, but were so expensive that it's a strategy in itself to say, you know what, I'm going to get in there early. I don't know how many people. Harry Kane was still a pretty highly owned yeah. figure name, to start the season. Name brands are name right. brands just are. So even I mean even you know even as we sit here right this second, I mean Kane is still over ten percent. 
So that's that's way lower than it was, right. you know, a month ago or whatever. Right. He was in like twenty percent or something like that. But still, I mean, ten percent of FPL managers are sitting there with Kane already. So I'd say that's pretty decent. Lukaku's already surpassed that. He's at eleven point eight percent. So there are people who are saying, like, I'm getting in on this right now. Kane's back in training, so that was the big news this week is that Kane is first team training with he's back yeah. to work. Yeah. So was he watching that match in game week one? Probably. Right. Who was he? Everyone was watching that match. The well, best match I'm just of the week. I'm referencing mean, the chance of the match yeah. in the, match. In the country. Yeah. Why are you watching Harry Kane? Spurs fans are chanting this. It's amazing as the match is coming to an end. It was the moment like of uh, the whole weekend was magical. Fans back in the stands. Goals everywhere, and at the end of the game week, final closing seconds, Spurs are about to beat City, and the fans in Tottenham Stadium are chanting, are you watching Harry Kane? It was the best finish to a game week, and I am so ready now for game week two. Like, it was so good. I tell you what, I think I have a man crush on Nuno Espirito Santo. He looks good on the Spurs touchline. I'm not no, going to lie. No, 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 he looked no, good. No, I was no. a doubter, and he looked good. I'm just talking about this. The guy is a football manager. He had 11 best friends out there playing. I don't know oh, how he did it so hey, fast. They, oh, that, is the, that is the best. I think the best That's outcome best. of it is the body language, especially, I mean, Sun's goal, the crowd being in it. I, I can't imagine something as, as like, the great one of the great players in your Definitely in recent club history, probably in all of club history, and the fans have no issue whatsoever in this in the sense of betrayal of serenading an idiot. So what do you uh, like, do? Though? Amazing. So what do you do? Like you you showed you could beat the reigning champions yeah. on your home pitch without Harry Kane and with Eric Dyer, <laughs> which is Eric like the Dyer. most amazing part That's of true. it. Do you start game <laughs> week two with Harry Kane on the bench just to prove a point? Because I would. Uh, hold on, I wasn't done with my Nuno. I'm so sorry, but uh, I, this, this is—I just want to give the guy some love because, yeah. and I'll probably do this all year because I—I think I have a man crush on him. <laughs> okay. He was at Valencia. Then he he jumped up to Porto. Then he jumped up to Wolverhampton. Some people wouldn't think that's a jump, but it's a jump. <laughs> and then he jumps to Spurs, and he's he's succeeded at every stage, dude. He he had Wolverhampton. To a place where they never could have dreamed, where they were actually like, okay, could we get a European spot? They were fighting for that last year. I'm just telling you, the dude knows how to manage man manage people. Yeah, he makes yet, a difference in the locker yes, room. Yes, he does. He does. And again, and his tactics are proper. Yep. And he had them all playing again. It, you know, soccer is a weak link sport. To quote Malcolm Gladwell again, you need eleven best. Having eleven best friends matters. And when they played this all-star team that is Manchester City, which it was as all-star-ish as it's ever mm, been. It was not a great City team out there. It was fine. It was definitely not the best City fair, team fair that enough. was out like, there. But there, was some, there like, was some real – there was some talent if Nathan Ake sure. is making that, making that squad. But, Dave, if you took man for man, position by position, you compared the two teams and the players in those positions, sure. you would give City the edge in 11 out of 11 spots. No. 
You absolutely would. No, because Suns, Ake Suns would playing, compare to Dyer. Because Suns play. Sterling? Yeah, but, okay, well, you're choosing Sterling on that side, but, you know, what? Son, Perrin, is, Son, Son or Perrin Torres? I was going to say Son okay, is, so Son is okay, right. 10 out of 11? Ten, you want to give? Right. I'll, I'll I was going to say Sun is the one spot. Ten out of that you eleven would spots. Be able to argue. You would give Manchester City to a man, and yet Spurs won this match because they played as a team, and that was what Nuno brought. He did that. I'm giving I'm giving Nuno credit where I have not given him credit before. I'd play Regulon over Mendy. Exactly. For sure. Well, okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying if we want to start beside and, the point, and honestly, yeah, honestly, either way, honestly, this is crazy. This is nasty, but crazy. All right. Hoybier, he makes it over Fernandinho. No, he does not. He does not. Absolutely not. Listen, this Brian. is older Fernandinho. I hear okay? you. I hear you, but no way. I'm not. No way. Okay, this are, is not. That's not fancy relevant. Are you Let's done with your? Are you done with your crush? Yeah, seriously. Sure. Let's talk about. Uh, I, if you're Harry Kane, does this does this motivate you? No. It no. De- do you think it demotivates? For him? me, the difference is the manager. Okay. It's not Jose Mourinho. Don't overreact. We just talked about this. Don't overreact. It's one match. I'm not. I'm looking at the manager. What? That's do I believe in that manager? And that, the answer for me is yes. He's getting. You Pepe, do Pepe's right still now. The better manager. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's. And I think, City are still the best team to win trophies. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Is the better manager or the better team? Could Pep have done with Wolves what Nuno did with Wolves? Could Pep have done with Porto what Nuno did with Porto? Because anyone. Not. That's not true. Not anyone. There's a lot of people who can roll into City and do what Pep's doing at City and maybe even do better. Let's not forget Pellegrini got got fired after winning the league, okay, with a City team. So I'm just saying it's when you have – look, my no one loves to talk about the amount of money that Manchester City spent on players more than my brother, Brother Matt. And, and, and in some ways he's right because when you have that roster, what manager – can screw that up uh, out there. Uh, most. Because what did we not say? Not true. What did I, that is what, not you true. You and I talked about this just a month ago. Understood. We said that I'm the hardest to thing to do <laughs> is to manage an all-star team. For, Pep's uh, greatness is in the fact that he can do that. This is apples to oranges as far as what okay. those two men no, are having to do. that's true, and I stand by that. But my point is this. How many other people, given that opportunity, could do that? I don't think, I don't think many. I think that's where Pep's greatness lies. Nuno did a he, – he is perfect for Spurs because, honestly, the talent at Spurs, you think it's better than what's at Wolves. I think it's maybe a touch better than what's no, at Wolves. No, no, it, This no, is a 10th no, no, place no. roster. That's what this is. Not this Spurs team. Absolutely this no. Spurs team. If they're going to get higher than that, it's going to be because Nuno's able to squeeze every bit of greatness mm. out of what's – not there. No, I mean, they, they did it without Nuno last year with the same roster that what the Spurs didn't bring anyone in. Did they bring anyone in of note? Who, no. Spurs? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. Christian Romero, who got who, who didn't came even in. play. He came in. Came in off the bench. He came in off the bench. Okay, so at the end. he came in at 60 minutes. He'll start oh. next week. It, yeah. Well, that's and that's exactly it. I think that's the big thing is is solidifying the back line. I mean, obviously, that's the. That's it. Seems like should be every manager's first order of business. But coming off a clean sheet against City, they're in a position of strength with that. Right. It would seem. All right, Brian. Let's get back but, to but business. The, I think the the point is uh, to me, I feel like if I had just given however many years to the club that I started with, and my desire to win more than the club has been able to provide for me, uh, it, that if my desire to do that uh, led the fans to to mockingly sing at me, yeah, 
I to me that is even more reason to go. It seems like Manchester City, you know, having to, you know, now they already weren't going to play Gabriel Jesus as a as a straight up nine. Uh, they're talking only about ever using false nines. Ferran Torres, you know, can fill that role. Yeah. Sterling can fill that role. I mean, heck, Mares could probably fill that role. I think I'll own Ferran Torres at some point. So, so many of these players can do that. It just I, it seems like it's even more of a of a sense of urgency for them to find somebody who is that, you know, that go to striker position. It seems like they have even more need to pursue Kane now. Absolutely. I like. My feeling is, you know, you're not. If you are trying to get Kane now, I'm not sure why. You need to. You'd absolutely have to see the the aftermath of this. If you find out if he comes out at the, you know, by the end of this week and is saying like, uh, you know, uh, like, because he seems like a straightforward guy. It doesn't seem. I mean, he addressed the the criticism of him not training. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, he responded to it. He came out right away and just said, "I've never not." done this for my team this is my club like i'm not doing like i'm not avoiding this so uh, to me if it if it comes out this week where he's like i'm i've been training it was great to get back out with the boys like you know just to see what level of commitment he's at i mean at least you get the the Um, the lip service of it but let's not give him too much credit though because here's the deal he came out to start the summer and did everything he could to make it impossible to stay at spurs and to force his way to city Yes. Period. Right. No, no doubt about no, that. No, for sure. He did everything he could to do that. And when you are the – you're, you're going to be the highest-priced player in terms of transfer fee when you move, period. Like, you know that. He knows that. So it's going to be difficult to do no matter what because of that. You, you know, this is not about letting him let his contract run out if I'm and then Spurs, move somewhere else. If I cash else. in now, th- this is a chance to cash in. I mean, he's done everything he can to make it as uncomfortable as possible to stay at Spurs. He, You can't just willingly say, oh, sure, Harry, come on back. Come train with us. Come come start in our 11 you know, in game week two. I mean, if I'm the fans, I'm booing him. I don't care if it's my team. Now, granted, luckily for Harry, maybe, they're going to play away at Wolves in game week two. But if he's starting for Spurs the next time they're playing at home, I'm booing him as a Spurs fan. Does Nuno get booed at Wolves? Oh, no. I don't think so. No. But here's the thing, too. They shouldn't. They, they I, love, I love your love, love for him. Nuno, and I love how we're saying, you know, we're, we're verging on overreaction here, saying he's great and he's doing wonderful things because, what was he, fifth choice manager for Spurs? I mean, they took forever to get to Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah. If was, they, it, it, and it might work out best for if them. If it works out. You know, how lucky is Daniel Levy as the owner of that club? Well, and, and, and look, we need to move on from this topic. My my point on Harry Kane moving is this. If I'm Harry Kane, I look at it. Daniel Levy, I've been with you how many years, and you have failed to invest financially into this team. You have made transfers, but you haven't made major transfers to win trophies. Yes, we've been good. Yes, we've been close, but it's because we've maxed out on the talent that we had we didn't have enough talent sometimes to get there. That would be my thought and my voice to, to Daniel Levy right. would be, how many years have I given you? I'm 28. It hasn't happened. I know this, Daniel. If I move to City, uh, Mr. Pep will dial up his buddies in Abu Dhabi, and they will spend money, mm-hmm. and we will have whoever we need to to buy whoever we need. However the 
money needs to arrive, it will arrive. Is that what you're saying? That yeah, Scott, <laughs> read between the tea leaves there. Uh, but I guess the the so the like for the the maybe the by mid season the the point of it would be if he does transfer to Manchester City, how is he not essential? In FPL lineups at that point. No, I think he would be. How, how he, is he not? I think he'd uh, be more essential than Lukaku. Than Lukaku. Right, and so that's the other thing. Then, so you're saying like we, everyone is recognizing the the potential of the players. Something that uh, I love dragging other podcasts into this, but the uh, uh, always cheating uh, podcast guys. Those are, guys are awesome. Who are awesome, and they uh, something that they said prior to the game week deadline just as kind of a wet blanket on the Lukaku party, was to say, because of his price and the number of times that you'd captain him, he might not be worth owning at all. And so you just think, I, that to me is a wild argument that it seems like there's moments where I'm like, yes, that makes total sense, and I think I agree with that. And then I think... <laughs> No, the third week that Lukaku scores, it doesn't matter how much he is. <laughs> You're going to want to get him, and right. you might captain him if the matchup is right. For like, sure. I to me that is a. Uh, I think that I think that opinion could change in a heartbeat. It could, uh, and it would take probably one brace with a good matchup the following week to change the change your mind on that. All of that to say, like. To me, I mean, obviously, you're not. I, I don't know how you could buy Kane going into this week. Maybe you have a target after the international break. I don't think it's that all that crazy though uh, to bring Lukaku in now, especially if if you know he's going to start next week. The quality of the player with the opponent that they're getting—that's they, where you just went wrong. But <laughs> I, I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's at all in any way a red matchup for Chelsea here coming up. And and I just think I just feel like this is a this is who who better than him to to come back to this kind of club to hit the ground running. Look, it's a red matchup, Brian. That's all I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> you want Lukaku coming back? Red to the extent that Arsenal will look, wear no, red. Look, yeah. Let's speak truth here. Did they look horrible first week against Brentford? Yes. It's still under. It's still kind of understated that they had a. I mean, it's been public information now that they had uh, COVID testing uh, and there was a huge COVID scare that they might not be able to play the game. I think that's the reason why Aubameyang and Lacazette did not play. Right. And they weren't even in the, in the lineup. And they weren't options to play. In the squad, yeah. They weren't even in the squad. And again, they're not injured. So this was a shock to every Arsenal follower around. What happened? Well, they, everyone's kind of been mum, mum on it, but I think it was a uh, COVID contract uh, contact, contact tracing? I think it was a COVID contact tracing. They were near someone who ended up testing positive, so they had to sit out. They tested everyone on the on the team anyway, so blah, blah, blah. Look, Arsenal led in two goals against Brentford. Now, we can look at it in multiple ways. First game, true game, did this group play together? Yes, that is fact. It also was the first game that Brentford played at home with fans in the Premier League in what sixty years? Seventy four, I believe. Okay, thank you. Well, I think that guy Top flight. The one guy was seventy four, maybe who was crying on the TV. The, <laughs> the famous guy. Anyways, bottom line is, look, it was a fairy tale for Brentford. It was a Brentford treated that game as the absolute World Cup Champions yeah, League yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. and Go Arsenal ahead. came into it 
with flat. I don't think they I, I don't think they came in flat, but they didn't come in wicked sharp. I'll say that. And and bottom line is this. I think How did this turn into an Arsenal moment? I did, insulted them. Yeah. But the the no, I, th- I, hold on, hold on. I know what you're I saying. I think you're going to get a different Arsenal team this week at home. Mark my words. You well, will get a different team. How many I mean uh, everyone rushing to get Lukaku when Arsenal wins one nothing or it's a 0-0 match, don't come to me laughing in my face, okay? The only home there were only 3 home teams to lose out of 10 matches. Burnley lost to Brighton late. Uh, Norwich lost to Liverpool. No not surprise. a surprise to anybody. Duh. And Newcastle lost to West Ham. Also not really not a terribly surprise. surprising. I mean, no, but that, but that was a, a, a wicked fun game. It was right? a fun game. Like, Newcastle jumps out 2 nothing, and West Ham kind of grinds their way back. Every in. other home team won. Yeah. And so I think there's something to that, Dave. I think I think for a little while still, especially game week two, since a lot of these clubs are, are going to be playing their first home matches in game week two still, uh, since ten, you know, typically it'll be every other as far as away and home uh, in the league most of the time. You know, we're still going to see a major boost playing in front of home fans. Yeah, I was going to say that's the one that would be the one uh, seems like that followed the uh, the rule this week for sure. Home, uh, the home advantage was massive this week yep. for the most part. Uh, even Newcastle fans were very much in it whenever Callum Wilson scored that first <laughs> goal. So yep. uh, they were very excited for a while. Scott, my last overreaction. All right. Wow. Okay. Comment. And I know that this is just kind of dragged on, but it's fine. If your player that you don't like played on the road, give him a chance at home before you sell him. I totally agree. I built my squad looking at the first couple of game weeks. I'm not making a free transfer. You're saving it. You're banking it. I'm banking it. Are you losing money on anyone? Have you paid attention? I'm at 100.2. In my squad value. So oh, look far. at you! You've gone up. Very I'm, good. I'm doing all right. Thank you, Samikas, on my bench uh, for part of that. Uh, I, I think I've lost. I'm about to lose money probably on Ianacho if I haven't already. I don't care. He's going to be playing at West Ham. He could easily score a goal whether it's starting or off the bench. Uh, I still like my squad for game week two just as much as I did for game week one. That was why I put it together the way that I did, and that's why I'm not doing anything with Lukaku. Anything with Kane. Sure. I'm trying to avoid overreacting as much as possible. Although I do think Liverpool are favorites for the title now. Just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of, though, that naturally leads into the first half wild card. You get a wild card in the first half of the season, and you get one in the second half of the season. Everyone likes to think about that first half wild card because you never know what's going to happen. Then game week one happens, and everyone feels deficient in their squads. Well, not everyone. About 95% of us do. Yeah. There's four or five moves we'd like to make. We don't want to take all those negatives. Should we just go ahead and do the wild card? We've got a bunch of matches, you know, ten matches in the books. It sounds like the, you know, the, the thought of this podcast is save the wild card for now at least. For me, yes. I mean, it just depends on how your squad's set up. But just give it, give it a chance so everyone at least plays at home once. Sure, at I this, agree. At yeah. this moment. I at least agree. wait two weeks. Can I tell you another reason why this season, unlike last season, you should wait on your first half wild card. Okay. The transfer window is still open. Agree completely. Brian, you were about to say something. I agree uh, with you. No, I just, I don't, I wouldn't mind it. If I was in a bad enough spot, I wouldn't mind at all 
reacting to certain What's players. a bad enough spot? What points well, would you have had to well, score? Let me let me let me give you my massive overreaction after a very good week. I already took a minus eight. Um and you scored hundred and one. Uh, yeah. And you've already taken a minus eight going into game week two. Wow. Yeah, yeah because because I won, I needed to get I wanted to get Bruno in. And you felt I, like and I wanted, and I wanted, and I wanted, and I wanted to minimize the risk that I had everywhere else on my on my starting lineup. You were a non Bruno guy last year. Are right, you I overreacting? Uh, no, I hardly, I hardly owned Bruno. I know. last year. So I'm asking: Is this a overreaction to to Bruno's game match week one, and you not owning him last year and having a little bit of regret, oh. thinking I wish I would have owned him? Is that is that playing into you bringing him in now, or just the fact that he had a hat trick? Yeah, I'm not. I, to me, I'm not like I'm not waiting on him. Like okay. to, uh, to me, that is a like I can't possibly. There, there is absolutely no way looking at not okay. only what they started with, but who they have coming up. I mean, that is the whole point of okay. the Manchester United start to the season. I, I, I don't. Uh, to me, that's an unavoidable. Player. I can't believe we're like 40 minutes in or whatever, and it's just now coming out that Brian's taking a negative eight following right. a 101 uh, score. Uh, also, I, I need to hear uh, about your other transfers. I think so, that I, I need so, guy for guy quickly. So already, I mean, I just uh, it was Mane straight up for Bruno. Okay. So to me, that is uh, uh, that's a I feel like that's an easy move. That would have been the one if I was going to make one move. That would have been the one move I was going to okay. make. Uh, I had Mares to start. Okay. And so uh, I was a, I still had 0.5 left uh, to at the you know this this week, and so I went from Mares to Sun. Wait 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 wait. Okay, I get okay. Sun. Sun scored right. a goal. Spurs are going to play at Wolves. Yeah. But you sent out Mares before City's about to play Norwich at home. I am just I to me I if Mares starts two games in a row. To me, that is already. I think that's the thing that makes me the most. nervous. Is he going to start two games in a row? He probably will. I mean, now I mean, that, there's no it, midweek match for City. Well, and Gundogan is injured, and so they already have another player that's there. Yeah, so, but Rodri, Rodri. This is so, the, this is the so, craziest. I feel like you've ever been. Well, no. Uh, to me, that I just I, playing the I, role of David Smith tonight, Brian Chesko. <laughs> I just see that. I just see. Uh, I get it. I get it, though. I, I just. See, I don't. I don't. No, but I get Son. I get him wanting to like. Be, but at this, at the, the there's uncertainty. Mares? There's uncertainty yeah. with Mares. He has never been a nailed down. Is anyone other than Diaz and Ederson nailed down starter for Pep? KDB when he's healthy, and that's sketchy. Diaz, right? I and feel Ederson like uh, nailed down. Mares starter. starts game week two. Yeah, I mean, he. I would say it's. I would say it's a pretty good chance. That he definitely that's about sixty eight percent. If I had ja- if I had started with Jack Grealish, I would feel a hundred percent confident. For Grealish, sure. Grealish, Grealish is, is, Grealish is going right too. back in. Yes, he is. They have what other, did Grealish do? They have other players. In game week one. Well, oh, here we go, Grealish hater. We're no, not gonna, absolutely, the, I am. He he drew a lot of fouls forty yards out. Just because he didn't no, score us. No, no, I'm just saying. Like I, I wasn't going to start with him, and so. Yeah, I think it's yes, of course it's like it's it's probably overly aggressive, but I think this is what happened to me last season where I waited 
and waited <laughs> and waited. That's the and, true story here. And Brian d- didn't take negatives much last year. And Hold didn't, on. but I, I'm saying I didn't move. I didn't react to players. I didn't react to things that seemed like they were pretty obvious at the time. And I went from first to last pretty quickly. So I am not like this. I'm not to me. This is I. I feel like these are. These are yeah. There, uh, could could it be that Mares outscores Son this week based on matchup? Yeah, I would say that's a, there's a chance of that. I, I just to me, I'm like I. Just, I wonder I, if Spurs wins. I do. I wonder if there'll be a letdown. I mean, they were they they played above their skis against City. You know, we'll have them absolutely prepared for Wolves, guaranteed. Draw it best. Write it down. Draw no it way. best. Spurs win. I, I, I'm to me. I think it's Son assuming the role of main man, and he is the main man. And he, he can do. He it. plays like the main man. He, I think he he not only can. I think he wants to be that. And it was pretty obvious. That's what I'm saying. I think the reaction to him scoring, the team getting behind him, like yeah. I this to me was a I. I'm not waiting on this. Why did you take a negative eight instead of playing your wild card? Oh, hold on. I haven't heard the, well, third, I had I point, heard the because, third move. No, because I had a point five, and I, so I went from Veltman okay. to so Samikas because, okay. because I had – now my three Liverpool players are now TAA, Samikas, and Salah. Yeah. So Veltman out, which to me is a zero, is a zero risk. For sure. To get Samikas before a before his price went up and b another one at least one week of usefulness of Samikas in a in a plus matchup. You're gonna he's, get you're gonna get Samikas for I think uh, through the international break. Sure. He's, he's already four point one. He's one right. of the few who have seen his price rise. So as we're recording. So and I'm Pogba. not. So I'm not. Pl- so I'm list. not playing. Uh, you know, I, I would if I had Veltman, I would probably throw him back out there. But I don't. He was a. I think it's going to happen a lot this season where players are close contact and you see the starting lineup and they're they're gone. Yeah. They're just not in there at all and then it comes out in the post-game press conference he's not in there or or pre-match press conference he's not in there because he was deemed a close contact with somebody who is covid positive. Yeah. So I to me I feel like I lost uh I lost two players who are high risk uh and a player who I I've never made a transfer so close to the deadline in my life. The last thing that the last click of my mouse was <laughs> to take this. Bruno out and put Mane in because I because I said all preseason I'm going to have Mane in there. So I did what I said I was going to do. And so I see that I Mane wasn't bad against Norwich. He wasn't particularly good. So it's not that his that he's one of the, he's one of those other guys. Preseason form, Mane was up there with anyone who has had the best preseasons of anybody, and he didn't return. And so, can he against Burnley? Sure, he's Sadio Mane. And so I'm just to me, I'm I'm taking Bruno against a Southampton team that is looking like a relegation squad. Uh over Sadio Mane, which yeah, I mean it's it's Mane versus Bruno. I feel like that on on a on their best day, it's a toss up. I don't feel like it is right this second. All right, stay tuned to this podcast. Next week, we'll find out if Brian's negative eight pays off. 
following his one-on-one performance in game week one. I, for one, am fascinated. I'm more fascinated to see how Brian's squad works out than I am and see how my squad works out. Scott, real quick, I just want to bring this up. And, look, I don't recommend this for everyone. I can't say it's ever really truly worked out for me. But Lee, all-star listener Billy made ridiculous amount of transfers last year and beat me by the end of the year, I don't know, by 30, 40 points. His, he probably out-transferred me, but I'm serious, maybe 25 to 30 transfers. Literally just no cares to the wind. It was his first year doing it. Completely smoked me in the overall, but absolutely just nailed it with, with – he had to nail his transfers but was not scared of minus fours and minus eights. I'm not saying that works for everyone. Brian, you made – your moves were great. I mean, you brought in Bruno, Samikas, with Liverpool schedule, and Son. There, there is absolutely nothing wrong with any of that other than the fact that you were just trying to copy my team as it currently existed. Right, and I, I look, I'm not, I was definitely not looking at it as a, as a copying anyone. No, this no, is not, I I'm that. not trying, I'm, that, not following, that was, I'm not following a template. I brought in, I had Marcus Alonso in week one. I know, so, I hate so you for that. So Marcus Alonso <laughs> is the reason why I, not having Bruno didn't kill me. So I already have guys who are, at risk guys owning Danny Ings and Mikhail what? Antonio is risky. Uh, those guys, the we I don't know how many times we have to talk about their hamstrings. So those guys are injury risks every single time they step on the pitch. It's true. So it's true. I, to me, I like, I, and I will also say this: better managers than anyone sitting at this table have said, "I am not afraid at all in the early season of taking." early hits because you have an entire season to make those points back true. Up again. That's true. I, I, if you're waiting till the end of the season and you're taking hits to, to make big moves cause you're losing ground or trying to make up, you only have so much time for that to work week two. Why not? I, I mean, I, I, to me, it was not, I'm not endorsed. I'm not saying at all. Like I absolutely could have just sat there on my team and said, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to try to go I after any it. of these guys. I love it. But I just I was like you know what I'm not you love it I'm for not, him. Hold on, I got to press you. you on one thing. I need a thirty second answer because yeah. we got to move on. Why in the hell did you have Marcus Alonso in your team? Like, how did you even know he would start? So uh, this is a football dot London. Uh, this is a, a crucial uh, football dot London point that was uh, because of their the match. Who did they play? Crystal Palace. No, no, no. Before that, in the before the week started, who was there? What was their? Um, did they play Spurs in the preseason? No, no. Who was that? Super Cup. The Super Cup game. Villarreal. Yeah. So they played Villarreal. That match, it was the reason why I took Havertz out, because Havertz played a, all, he played the full 120 minutes in that match. Okay. Alonso did too. But Tuchel said, going into that, like he said, he said it even after this match, Marcus Alonso is one of the fittest players we have in our squad. And his competition is Ben Showell. Ben Showell played zero preseason minutes for Chelsea. So there was almost that to me the risk was extremely low. Okay. I wanted Chelsea playing against Crystal Palace. I wanted someone and I knew I w- it was not going to be Havertz. I could not I did not have stones big enough to make it Timo Werner. And so I was like, you know what? The only other guy, the guy who could really blow up here is Marcus Alonso and he did. Well done. Let's get into our game of stutter dud. We're going to go game by game. I'm going to give you players uh, to tell me, is this guy moving forward in FPL, not real life, 
but an FPL stud or dud. Right. In other words, stud means you've got to bring him in. Dud means forget about it. Keep it short, gentlemen. All, All right. right. Keep it short. This can be as simple as a one-word answer. I'm going to go through the matches as they happen. So let's start with Arsenal's Emil Smith-Rowe, arguably the one Arsenal player who actually looked good in the 2-0 loss to Brentford. FPL-wise, is he a stud or dud? Brian. Uh, stud potential. <laughs> Get off the fence, man. <laughs> stud. I agree. Stud. All right. Sergey, Sergi, sorry, Sergi Kenos. Brentford. Goal scorer in this past he game week. He looked good. He, he looked good. Dud. But, but I'm, not bu- I'm not buying him. Dud for Dud. me. He, he's a Ruben Neves in, in Wolves' closing. He's a poor man, Ruben mm. Neves. Good call. Nine goals, eight assists last season in the championship. I'm not, not gonna... faulting the player. I'm just saying. FPL, Dud. Yeah. Totally agree. All right, moving on. For Manchester United, Dave, I already know your answer because he was your transfer. Paul Pogba. Wow. This guy? I haven't seen this guy in the league. Stud. Brian? I think I'm buying stud Pogba this season. Okay, I'm dud, but that's just because I'm a, moral, a, I'm, I'm a person a, of integrity and character, and you two gentlemen are not. Yeah. That's the yeah. bottom line here. Sure. Here's, here's, the, here's the reality. Paul Pogba is all about Paul Pogba. This is his final season at Manchester United. He's on a contract year. His, se- his contract runs out at the end of the season. I like guys in contract years. Brian. He is motivated to move and to cash in at the end of the season. Now, will United benefit? Probably. I loved your point in social media, though. It's it's good, like, like you said, it's going to be available before uh, sure. this podcast comes out. Uh, yeah, he, this is a Calvin Phillips less leads. Right, yep. Midfield was a little bit more open Absolutely. than it normally would One, be. One hundred percent. But he had the talent to be able to take advantage of that. I am not buying this, though. This is a wolf in sheep's clothing, Paul Pogba. Absolutely not. Partly because I actually have integrity, and also partly because <sighs> you're a hater. This guy. Is he's a mirage. He's absolutely a mirage. For Leeds, someone who did not give you a return in game week one is Patrick Bamford. Stutter dud, Brian. Patrick Moving Bamford forward. is a bona fide stud. I don't care what he did against Manchester United. All right. Dave. Boing. I mean stud. I don't know why that is stud, but I'll agree. It does make me nervous Think that he, a- he does he <laughs> is going to get subbed early. I would just if you own him. Hope that he gets his work done in get 80 minutes done. or less. Yeah, for sure. But he will. Pa- Patrick Bamford, second highest scoring striker last year. Hope that he gets his, Hope that on the weeks where he gets 58 minutes of time that he does a lot of work. Sure. Agreed. All right. So one of the score lines of the weekend that might have been disappointing for everybody was Burnley 1, Brighton 2. Yeah. If you had a Brighton defender or a Burnley defender, no clean sheet points either way. So when it comes to either Burnley defense or Brighton defense in general, stud or dud? We'll start with Burnley defense, Brian. Burnley defense, dud. I'm not buying any of this Burnley. Uh, Can I say one thing in 10 seconds about Burnley? I feel like this is exactly the declining Burnley that I I don't want to make a narrative out of it. But two seasons ago... Burnley's winning this game two to one at home. True, they're or they're holding on for a draw. They're not losing two to one against really a team point. like Brighton. Really I don't want to overreact. Yeah, but but Burnley they're and Crystal really Palace seem like relegation potential. Yeah, for sure. No, not Palace yet. Their roster is better than that. But Burnley, yes. Really, uh, average age is what forty-seven. It is younger. It is younger. But they, yeah, they're going to have a rough time. Burnley. Dave, Burnley defense, Sutter Dud. Dud. Yeah, I totally agree. Dud. 
Brian Brighton defense any better? I'm still buying Brighton defense because this was this was away. They got extremely lucky though. Also though, no Dan Byrne, no no Tariq Lamptey. Right. Uh, obviously no Veltman, which we just mentioned. No Ben White. Uh, Arsenal's Ben White. Shane Duffy plays here. Four right. Shane Duffy. Uh, has the most shots of any defender this week, <laughs> Shane Duffy. <laughs> and Shane Duffy is not going to, I can't imagine he's going to be there for very long. Seems like a placeholder until Veltman gets back another, in there. But. Another plug, uh, Shane Duffy, if if some people are worried about Samikas and you want to exchange a 4.0 for a 4.0, Robertson's not coming in yet. Shane Duffy seems like a very good way to get into that. No, I wouldn't do it. Livermento from from Southampton would be a, would be a better choice. Cool. There you go. We can talk about that at some point. Okay. Maybe Moving we can on. come so back we to probably that. won't. Livermento, Southampton, Brian's recommendation. <laughs> Liver- okay. Brian, Livermento. Brian said stud on Brighton defense. Dave. Does. No. Get off the fence. <laughs> it says ah, something that you're struggling with it's this. It's reaction week one. I'm going to stick with Brian and go stud, but that is a hard stud. It's, it's hard for me to get there. Brighton. Defense stud Veltman started the season in my squad on my bench. Yeah, he's still in my squad for game week two. Still yeah. on my bench, but he's still in my squad. Right, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say stud. All right, all right. Chelsea Crystal Palace. I'm not going anywhere near Crystal Palace in this game. Let's talk about two Chelsea players as far as this is concerned. I know Brian's answer. Marcus Alonso stutter dud. You you you're stud. Until Ch- until Chilwell's healthy, he's a stud, stud. But no, look, that's the that's the problem with Marcus Alonso is that he he might not be out there. He might play eighteen minutes next week. He might not play at all. They have Ben Chilwell. They yeah. have Emerson still, who's not bad. No, he's not. So I, like I just that's the one problem with him is that is playing time. So yeah, I mean Marcus Alonso when he plays. When there he plays. is there is no def- he's not a defender. That's the no, point. He's, not. he's not even close to being a defender. But the problem is when he plays. He's it's a when he he's plays a first. better scorer than Timo Werner. True. <laughs> like True. he's he's a crazy <laughs> player to have. All right, so stud, but with the asterisk when he yes, plays. He, you have to have an asterisk on on Marcus Alonso. Dud, Dave. Dud. And, uh, for the I Dud. agree. Anyone who, the anyone who's going to buy him. He won't score another 15 the rest of the season. No, that's absolutely true. All right, another Chelsea player who did also score in this match, Christian Pulisic, stutter dud moving forward. Oh, boy. That is a hard one. I, I don't know. He, that, so the, he hates Crystal Palace. He always he, yeah, he, he always, hates Chelsea, too. Though, he always right? scores on Crystal Palace. He's so I, angry all the time, Christian Pulisic. I don't know that he's good enough to stay in it. No, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know either. And I can't believe that we're at this point with him. Oh, we are. It's been. It feels like it's been just this downward slide with him, not yeah. just with injuries. He's but negative. Now, if hey, if Hakeem Ziyech had not been injured coming into this match, we probably wouldn't even be talking about Pulisic, True. except maybe that he came on at the end for a little bit. So Dud, I'm going to say Dud, Dave. Look, who scored? Dot com, which Brian we love to reference multiple times. Yeah, you have uh, to. Uh, Pulisic had. A seven point eight, second only to Chalaba. Yeah, a third. Uh, a Marcus Alonso eight point nine, very high score, extremely high. Yeah. Chalaba eight point three, mainly based off his awesome goal. Right. Pulisic pulled a seven point eight. That's Mason, high. Mason, that is high. Mason, but does it matter? Mason, no, 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 no. It does matter, and this is why. Because oh, Tuchel bases his lineup off of WhoScored.com. No, it's 
it's ca- accounting for things other than just goals and assists. Tuchel cares every about other that twoscore.com cares about? Every, yeah, Scott, the managers do care about every other metric other than just goals and assists. I understand that, but Tuchel? I'm just saying he outperformed Mason Mount. He outperformed Werner, not tough to do. He outperformed... <laughs> You know, Kovacic, Jorginho, and... Okay, okay, yeah. We know the Chelsea lineup. Is Christian Pulisic an FPL stud or Stud when he's healthy. Don't asterisk this, guys. Brian Brian said it. You have to put an asterisk. Maybe not with Pulisic. You said it with Alonzo. If Pulisic... This is why I only own Mason I'll say this. I'll say this. This is why. This is exactly why. Scott, Scott, listen. This is true. When Pulisic is healthy, he always starts for Chelsea. False. That's true. No way. Yes, it is true. He is susceptible to the same lineup roulette as everyone else when at Chelsea. When he is healthy, he plays for Chelsea. All period. Right. He's a dud. He's stud. a dud. There's no way stud. you would consider you, you would consider bringing him into your lineup at this point. He's 8-0. I'd rather have Pogba at 7-5. Do you want to amend your answer then? No, he, he's still a stud. I, I, I would, if I wanted a Chelsea player, I would. But the value of Pogba at 7-5 is stupid right now. I well, I disagree on Pogba as well. You know, can I tell you the weirdest Mason Mount stat <sighs> oh, from this week? Okay. Just sure. one quick Mason Mount stat in a segment we like to call "Hey, you weird Mason Mount stat." It's twelve crosses for Mason Mount against Crystal Palace. Only five of those were corners. The most of any player this week. Oh, twelve. 12 Why didn't WhoScored.com care about that? Twelve they did. They crosses. Added it in. He finished the week with zero chances created. That's why I scored Which I feel like is cr- a crazy a crazy stat for a team that good when you have that kind of volume. It's is a, that a Mason Mount problem or is no, that a Chelsea no, I think, problem? No, I think that's I think that's just unbelievable bad luck. The twelve or twelve times Ryan, as a Mason Mount owner myself, maybe that's a sign of wonderful things to come when Romelu Lukaku is on the other end of those crosses. Yeah, when Mason Mount I feel like is gonna be in a lot of he'll be in most midfields. In a yeah, few so weeks. suck it with your Pulisic recommendation. All right, a couple of goal scorers. <laughs> I, guess from... you said, I guess you said dud. <laughs> yeah, okay, 100%. Moving on. He did say dud. All right. Two but... goal scorers from Southampton Everton. New signing for Southampton, Adam Armstrong. Stud or dud, Brian? Uh, he sure seems like a stud, but uh, can I just wait and see? Did you see how he scored that goal? Yeah, it was a Come it, on. no. It was a Michael Keane. It was a complete. Here's the thing. It was a gift. Absolutely terrible Keane error that led to the goal. You can never count on that unless you're playing Everton, which he nice, only gets to do that one more time. <laughs> right. it was a nice hey, finish, his though. finish was it was really perfect. It was outstanding. You love finishing like that. Yeah. If that's the type of finisher yeah. that Top Adam shelf. Armstrong is, six yeah. zero, nice price. Uh, that's Brian. So, Brian, you're saying stud. I would like to believe that Adam Armstrong can be a stud. Would you sell Ivan Tony for Adam Armstrong to get the half pound at this point? Mm, no, I would not. I would hold Tony just because okay. they play Crystal Palace this week. Fair enough. All right, Dave, Adam Armstrong. A 6 0 stud. All right, I'm going dud. Like, this is a mirage of a whoa, game whoa, week whoa, one whoa, goal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, whoa. Based on what metric? Based on the metric at the end of the season of Who what are you his judging final him against? Harry Kane? Romelu Lukaku? I'm making a prediction, man. There's no way. Name Adam another Armstrong. 6-0 player that, you're, that you would I own. I don't need to because I'm not going to own any of them, including Adam Armstrong. That's my basis for calling him a dud. All right, fair enough. Yeah, there's one. Uh, it's Watford's Dennis. We'll get there. He's in the game, too. Hold on now, Brian. All right, on the Everton side, 
Abdullah Decore. Now, we know Decore. He's been around the league. He scored a goal here. I loved this goal. This Everton goal that Decore uh, was on the end of was very nice. But is he an FPL stud or a dud? He's an FPL dud, but he we know what he can do. He's going to do this again. Scott, what, what gives me reason to hesitate on this and makes me want to say it does oh, is the fact answer. that Rafa's there. This is totally a Decore thing. Score first week. We don't see him for the next six weeks. He scores again. Don't see him for another six weeks. Scores again. Yeah, that's, what I'm that is the, that's what Decore does. In fact, that is how you Decore. You score and then you don't do anything for six weeks. That's what Adam Armstrong might do. He he uh, he yeah, right. might he might decore. Nah, so he'll I'll, do more than decore. Look, the only my only pause is the fact that Rafa's there and he has a way of of changing guys. I will say FPL dud because I'm not owning him even at a five five. I'm not owning him. Yeah, dud for sure. Let's move on to Leicester's uh, victory over Wolves. I'm going to go with two Leicester forwards for our purposes. Jamie Vardy looked like vintage Vardy in this match. Is he an FPL stud this season? Dud. Brian, I'll answer that. Dave, you didn't watch this match then. Dud. I think Jamie, well, first of all, was prolific Jamie Vardy. Oh, so good. He's horrible. Jamie Vardy. He's over the hill. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Even though he was prolific in this match, afterwards, Brandon Rodgers said, we're going to manage him this season. I mean, 34-year-old Jamie Vardy is going to be closely managed. Yeah. You have to factor that into your answer. Yeah, I think... I mean, I wish I could break it into first half and second half. I mean, that's, I feel like the start of the season, yeah, he's a huge stud. He was in, I, we talked about it without you when we weren't here. That's right. Oh, I, just I, as heard. A, I just heard. As a, just as a, an, an option, as a strategy to be able to get up to the higher, the higher price forwards, I don't know that you would necessarily need to make the swap up. I, he's really good. He's Jamie Vardy. He's a stud. All right, Brian says stud. Dave, you're saying dud. I, I feel like I'm going on a limb here. But I'm gonna say dud. I'm not scared of bold things. Jamie Vardy dud at a team, at a ten point five. I think I agree. I don't think he'll be able to sustain what he did in this first match. There's no question. And Brendan Rodgers has essentially admitted as much without saying the words. And so, as an Ianacho owner, and Ianacho is one of the highest transferred out after game week one. Yeah. Major overreaction. I'm excited to continue to own Ianacho. People are going to bring him back in in the near future, especially if Vardy's being managed. He was one who's going to play for Vardy. He was one of the first Daca. guys. And Ianacho. Right. They've got, they've Ianacho got three. They have, they have competition. Yeah. Yep. More than anyone else preseason, and then I end up moving him out. I'm really glad I did, so then I don't have to make a decision on him, but you feel pretty good about leaving him. I'm saying Vardy, Dud, Ianacho, Stud. Price point is part of that. Even though Ianacho has not started a game yet. I'm not scared. If okay. you're going to manage Vardy's minutes, Ianacho's going to get a lot of those. Look, I'm going to go on a limb. I like guys who start games. I guess you don't. <laughs> what? So <laughs> you're saying the opposite of what you just said. Vardy dud Ianacho stud, even though Ianacho hasn't started a match. What are you? What are you saying? What's your answer here? I think they're both at the moment duds. I don't okay. want to own Vardy at a ten five. I don't want Ianacho because he's not starting. Okay. I think Ianacho should be starting. If he was starting, I would say stud. He's not starting. Therefore, I'm not owning him. Dave, when has Ianacho ever consistently started in his career? Uh, the, uh, the whole second half of last season. No, it was the first time ever, right? When and I wasn't, I wasn't he almost bought like in. set records. In like, it was Joe Willick is the guy who set records, but he was on pace to set records in consecutive games scored. Kelechi Ianacho. All right, I'm going to say stud, but I am biased by owning him. But I think he's going to benefit from Vardy having to be managed. Brian, what do you say about Ianacho? 
I think I cannot believe that Lester is doing Kalechi and Acho this dirty. I agree. I feel like this is absolutely after the season, the end of the season that he had last season. That's exactly to say, like, point. we're not going to start you after you. Like, what more he could didn't, he have done? He didn't do anything wrong exactly. this summer. He didn't do anything wrong last spring. I, like, I'm shocked that he didn't. That he didn't. Brendan Rodgers like, wasn't is a like a nailed crook. on starter for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, he, this. I feel like I'm so thrown off by the way they're doing him. It's not because of. It's not because of him though. So I think personally, player wise, he's a stud. I just feel like the club, his, the, the way they're using him, I don't trust it at all. I feel like he's an FPL right. dud right this minute. The uh, the ten o'clock matches, three o'clock in England. You know that that's the that's the time frame where the majority of matches sure. in the weekend are played. There were five matches in game week one. I don't know if anyone saw on our Instagram. I posted a picture of how I was taking in the ten o'clock matches. Had a TV sur- with with a computer on each side, different matches on nice. each of the three screens, and then my phone, of course, having another game on. And so I was able to take it all in. But the game that was on the TV, the biggest screen, was Leicester Wolves at, at that time frame, and uh, it was big and bold on my TV screen. The new shirt sponsor. The sleeve sponsor, specifically, on the Wolves kit is a, is a company called Bitsy. Bitsy with a B? B-I-T-C-I. I was hoping, I was hoping it was going to be Angry Birds 3. Yeah, you, you well, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not for somebody, speaking of Everton earlier. Uh, but Bitsy has an interesting way of doing the sponsorship on the sleeve. Bitsy. Bitsy. B-I-T-C-I. Okay. Because they spell it out, Bitsy, and then they have Bitsy. It's technically Bitsy.com. But the way they do it is it's bitsy dot, and then the com is in small letters vertically. Okay. So if you can picture this. Yeah. So basically. It looks like a checkmark. No. When you look at wolves sleeves, it looks like it says. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Are you serious? A hundred percent. Please go look and please watch for this. I, I, I didn't. Dig too deeply in social media during game week one to see if anyone else notices. But I'm telling you, it looks like Wolves. Like, if you're Bitsy, you did that on purpose. Like, you wanted it to be noticed because it looked like on the sleeve. 100%. Without a doubt. Anyway, I did not include. I'm looking at it right now, Scott. Absolutely confirm that looks sketchy. I didn't include Wolves in our Sutter Dud game, but I am proud to say that it is time for this week's sponsorship. Yes, I hope it's Bitsy. Hi, I'm Ruben Neves of Wolverhampton Wanderers, and I'm here to tell you about Bitsy. Yes, I was right. (laughs) Bitsy coin, the first cryptocurrency to use its own blockchain network in Turkey, is a cryptocurrency that provides reliable and fast service for your high-volume transactions. With Bitsy.com, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies securely and quickly, which is perfect for today's world. Because let's face it, Buying and selling with real money is a real. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Bitsy. <laughs> well, dude, that is. I love that they sponsored a segment on on the pod here. This is amazing. Who wants to carry all that paper money around anymore? For sure, just do it electrically. Bitsy. You cannot look at that and not see. All I see is. All right, let's continue on with Stutter Dud. Brian already mentioned him. I, I think a guy that should be getting more love than maybe he's getting, Watford's Emmanuel Dennis. Goal and assist. Brian, moving Brian, forward, FPL stud or dud? Before you say it, you and I referenced Watford forward. 
right? Didn't we reference that they yeah, had a they bunch of guys? Of yeah, they had a we, lot. We didn't know who was going to start, but we didn't necessarily hate who was going to be starting once we could figure out who was going to be yeah, starting. I think it was. Is it is it Joel Pedro? Is that the guy that we? Is that the guy that we thought was the was going to be the guy had the potential to be their guy this year? Yes. Um, I I mean I mean I don't know. Dennis was not really. On this podcast, I never remember on this podcast thinking radar. Dennis. It, I felt like it was either like Isaac Success, Adam Gray. Well, no, the, Andre Gray, right? The question Troy of Troy Deeney, whether Deeney was going to do sure. it. Josh King being there. Josh King's not available yet. Still fitness. <laughs> I, I said Adam. It's Andre. It's That's fine. Awesome. Um, I'm going to say I. W- I mean, I'm going to say Dud because I don't mm. think you can react to a really great performance to start a, a season. However, and he came off of he came off at sixty five minutes because of a knock. He did. So the question of of knock is, he is looming, you know, for next week, which is which is an issue of his career. Is not just it's he, not, it's, he, it's consistent he... consistency slash durability. There are plenty of players that fit that bill. That's the question with him. Here's Hold on. here's is he Welbeckian. Here's the question. <laughs> here's what Dennis said. He talked specifically about what a connection he has with Sar. With Ismaelis mm, Sar, he said, "I think we will do wonders together. We train together. We always train together. I know the combination will be very important for me if I'm going to be the number nine for this team. So I'm really happy with so the he way he doesn't we know if he's the number nine yet. I think this. I think it's very much up for grabs, and I think he is. It's the kind of player who a comes in and shoots the second most shots of anyone this week. Okay, as Watford inexplicably rolls Aston Villa, and he's the main guy, mm. goal and an assist. And uh, yeah, you don't. What like was Dennis's price? Five zero. By the way, hold, so on. Dave, hold on, hold on, stop. We need to reference this. They did roll Aston Villa. We will reference that. It's in just a, a shock second. result of the weekend, in my opinion. Let the game play out, and I promise you, we will. <laughs> Dennis at five zero. I am buying. Much more than Adam Armstrong at six. Agree with Just you. Just FYI, a hundred percent. All right, we're on the same page. Dave, assuming health. Brian, you said dud, but then proceeded to tell us why that answer is wrong. I'm just so saying, thank you. like you don't want an asterisk on it. I can't say I that a guy who got a goal and an assist in one game is all of a sudden a stud. Hey, I, I I want to ride the fence on this guy. He's a five zero striker. Playing for a team that could be surprising. I mean, I've got three forwards who are between seven five and eight five. If I want to go to Lukaku, right? I need to go down to a Dennis. At Dennis, the same time you find in, Dennis. In a move like Dennis that. gets a, a run of starts for them, even if he starts at five at five zero. You want him more than you want Obafemi or Keenan Davis or anyone yeah, else that's four five. You so want is he you still want dead? him? Is he still dead? He has final potential. How do you want me to answer this question? I want you to answer with one of two words. I'm not buying him. Okay, I can't say stud. I'm cutting you off, man. Dave, stud or dud? Just stud at a 5-0. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, the next guy. This game is set up for me (laughs) specifically to fail. (laughs) No, it's (laughs) set this up for me to not be able to answer adequately. Hey, I said does. I said does I, I had to yeah. tune it in. I'm, but the, I'm the super mean game show right. host. He's fine. a he, look at the look. He got a goal. We've gotten your answer, man. Aston Villa. That's amazing. Turn off his microphone, please. <laughs> All right. He's right now, though. The fact that he scored. Yeah. It, it is, is the shock result of the weekend. 
And a lot of people have Emiliano Martinez as their goalkeeper. Not this guy. Did not go well in game week one. Moving forward, what do we make of this result for Villa? Is Emiliano Martinez a stud or dud moving Ooh, forward? Whoa, this now gets I, tough. I'll just, I mean, I, there is no caveat on it. He's a, he's a stud. I just feel like this is a terrible first result for them. I agree with Brian. I think he's a stud. I think this is a terrible first result for them, just like <laughs> Arsenal and just like City. And uh, Man, I love the way you answer questions. I think that's exactly what happened. I um, mega dittos there, Brian. Can I get my answer? Yes. I think Emiliano Martinez is a stud. I think it's just a terrible first result for Aston Villa. Okay, hey, well, no, hold on a second. Well Thank you. <laughs> when Dia comes into this match with a yellow triangle, he has a hip issue. He Who? ends up playing. I'm kidding. Uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Hey, stop Jokes it. Jokes there. Go Joke. ahead, Brian. Wendy, Turn play, off his mic now, please. Plays. <laughs> so probably not the creativity you were hoping for. The the one guy everyone wanted to do something did at the very end. Saves everyone's Well, the penalty. Game week. Yeah, the penalty of course, goal. Of course. For Danny Ings. Yeah. The question was, can someone fill the Jack Grealish vacancy? Did one of us ask that question? I feel like that is the inevitable question. It is the Villa. inevitable You're question. You're losing your talisman. I don't think you. I don't think say. you replace him yeah, with one person. Come on, stop. What, what I'm saying is it's that he... Jack Grealish was the heartbeat of everything that Aston Villa oh my did. Gosh, no, he was not. Yes, we yes talked he about was. His. Scott, stop. He was the yes, best he, player Scott, by a mile. He was Scott, the best player by a Scott, mile. He but was, we talked about this. They figured out how to win without him. Scott, he was the heartbeat of the club. Now look, here's the other deal. They just weren't they weren't nearly as good without him. I will say this. John McGinn is the second heartbeat and and or the heartbeat now. Sure, it could be Buendia, maybe, sure. John McGinn is on his way to being the Mark Noble of Aston Villa. And he's a young man who continues to play at a high level. John McGinn, when he is healthy, and he is currently healthy at a six O, is absolutely Worth owning, in my opinion. All right, I, I'm. I'm only asking because if if they need to re-figure out how to win without Jack Grealish, starting with a loss against Watford is a bad way to do it. Yeah, home home match. Uh, also, I would just say too, like I think there is the Ollie Watkins question. I mean, Ollie Watkins is not is not a dead commodity here. Well, he's not he wasn't in, in this the squad lineup. for game week one. But yep. I think Smith. Dean Smith talking about uh, uh, talking about Ollie Watkins that he's not going to play him as a, a winger. Right. He didn't bring him to to Aston Villa to play as a winger. So is there going to be a coexistence of Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins? There's certainly not going to be a rotation. Come on, Danny Ings is going to play 15 matches. It's going to be fine. Okay, I, that's we. You want to bet on that? He plays more than 15. <laughs> I I specifically went low to prove a point that gets hurt a lot. Okay. I don't think he plays more than half the season. I don't think he makes twenty Premier League matches. I'll take that bet right now. He All plays right. more than twenty oh, man, matches. This is that's out of, out of nowhere. Excellent yes. for the listeners. Brian, you love this. Of course, I love it. I didn't even instigate it. <laughs> this is outstanding. Danny Ings plays twenty-one matches this season. If he doesn't, Scott wins the bet with twenty matches. Put it on the board. 
Screw it. It's on the board. Screw it, Brian. Screw that. Screw it. Put it on the board. All right. Can we move on? What I'm saying is they have a playmaker. They have a Buendia. They have Ollie Watkins to figure out how to fit fit in. They are integrating Leon Bailey into the lineup here, trying to figure out how to to make a new signing fit with them. Mm -hmm. So I think they have some kinks to work out. Blah, blah, blah. A defensive back line (laughs) that is stable. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel like they got absolutely shocked here. For sure. Yep. So yep. in the same way that Arsenal got shocked by Brentford. That's for sure. All right. That's exactly I'm just right. saying I feel it like happens. it's Scott sometimes but, it happens. But Arsenal did not lose their best player permanently. They didn't have two of their very good players for a le- for a match. So they were coming in at a disadvantage. This is Aston Villa coming in Without somebody who is a mainstay. Jack Grealish did not play for two distinct stretches of the season last season. I will stand by this until we know that Aston Villa is a failure without Jack Grealish. They figured it out last year how to get points without Jack Grealish. They will come. They they will figure it out again with new players in. I think this is more about figuring out how to survive without Ollie Watkins and how to bed in these new guys more than it is how okay. to figure it out without Jack Greenish. No, I'm just I, the the two things do not have to be mutually exclusive here. They both could be factors. I'm just I'm asking the question. Sure. Uh, one of the other guys that's in here that is not going to make the stutter dud game. Bertrand Traore is still. Being very good, he's very good. He's six pounds. Yeah, he's so good at six pounds. What a player! A guy who seems to manage to find a way to score points. Dave will talk about him as a fourth or fifth midfielder at some point this season. I would bet on that. That guy, you're you're right, Scott. Jack Grealish played 26 matches last season. Before that, 36. Before that, 31. Before that, 27. There you go. Two distinct stretches of the season. He did not play. 26 matches. Villa did okay. At 30. He they missed, figured he it out. 12. He yep. missed 12 matches. Exactly. Last season. Yep. All right. Moving on to Liverpool and Norwich. You know, we, we know what we know about Norwich uh, going up against Liverpool. We know that a lot of people have some combination of Sala, TAA, and Samikas because of the injury to Andy Robertson. So I'm not going to ask about those guys. I'm going to ask about two other guys. Stutter Dud, Sadio Mane, Ryan. You transferred him out. I'm I'm waiting with bated I did breath because, here. but he's a stud. Sadio Mane is a is a FPL legend stud. All right, but yet not good enough for your lineup. No. Okay, Dave. Stud, but I don't own him. Stud, I would, but I I have Salah and I don't have any other premium midfielders. So my strategy is such that there's not a place for him. Does that mean I wouldn't have him? No, he's a stud. He will, he will get the return. Like, there's a lot of dualities. Like, you could go with Salah or Mane. Or... By the way, Mane was the one who looked better in the first half of this match. TAA sure. or Robertson. Or, like, there's plenty yeah. of guys you yep. can, like, yep. Bruno or Pogba. I just <laughs> okay. wonder. I no just... one's asking that question. <laughs> For sure. No one's yeah, asking, that question. asking that question. Yeah, okay. I just wonder all if right. you took the lesser of all those, if you – if you by the end of the season, if you're not better, it's it, 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 Matt, it it's depends. an interesting point. It, it would be based on points per How pound. Much, Dave. Every it season, would. it has happened where 
no matter how good Salah has been, there has been a point where someone has had to ask, should we be moving to Mane? <laughs> it's it, true. It yeah, an, but by the time we answer that question, Salah's, Salah's better back again. again. Yeah. I know. It happens every season, though, where Mane has a run where he's better sure. than Mo Salah. It just, it's an, inevitab- it's it, an inevitability this season, It will season not too. surprise me if Mane outscores Salah this week. Fact. I, I would, uh, I would agree. Keep I would moving. totally agree. Virgil van Dyke, Brian. Um, Virgil's a stud. Yeah? Yeah, how is he not? In the face of TAA, eventually Robertson coming back, you would still say Virgil's a stud. Yeah, I would say that Virgil's a... Virgil's a... I think that you can count on him so much. That, one, you know he's going to be there unless he tears his ACL. Like, he's going to play. Unless he runs into Jordan Pickford, he's fine. Right. I think Pickford technically ran into him. I I don't think that's even up for debate. You're never selecting him as your only Liverpool defender. So when Dave goes back to triple Liverpool defense this season, Virgil is part of it. If you do that, Dave, I will give you a trophy. (laughs) I might do that. If you go TAA, Samikas, Virgil, and that is your three Liverpool choices, I will have a trophy made for you. I got got $1 currently in the bank, Shorty, what you drank. Right now I can go from Shaw to Virgil. And bam, do that, but then I had to sell Salah, and I'm not willing to do that. So. Dave, is Virgil, regardless of that? Stud, for sure. 6'5", okay. stud, uh, no doubt. He will finish the year in a top six spot as a defender. Are you back on the Liverpool defense is going to be good this season train? Or yes. are you Okay. Yeah. I, I am too, I am. although I was there it'll, last year. It'll be easy in after the international break when no one has Samikas anymore to think about, do I want to have... Like, if you're deciding yes. to say, I want to have TAA and Robertson, which is viable, or I'm going to have TAA and Van Dyke, or Robertson and Van Dyke, because the money needs to work for you for a reason. Yeah, I can... I totally see that happening. If the if the matches... And especially if the matches look good enough for them. Sure. Once, if they get any kind of a flow going, yeah, it's, we're going to be right back there again. We talked highly about the Newcastle-West Ham results. So let me talk about a couple of uh, goal scorers and throw them out here. For Newcastle, Jacob Murphy. Stutter dud. <laughs> He's a Newcastle stud. Dud, 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 All right. He's not FBL fan, stud. Fan He's FBL dud. FBL Someone who the pundits talked about, we did not so much, and then we referenced him just earlier about having a great result in game week one, Brian. Saeed Ben-Rama. Saeed Did we Ben-Rama. miss the boat on this one? I didn't, uh, <laughs> since he's in my team. Uh, no. I Share think... the wealth of knowledge here, uh, Just Brian. that Saeed Ben-Rama, he was, I think it was Mikhail Antonio after a post-game. His interview, Mikhail Antonio said, he's he, on fire. He's, no one's hotter than Saeed Ben-Rama right now. Right, period. which is true. And so I think there was a concern for, that he was would be able to maintain that. Even David Moyes said that going into this first match. He's been very good in the preseason, but let's see how he does in a real game, basically. And he was awesome. The link up with him and Antonio was it was great. Just hope that Antonio stays healthy. And that's that's what everyone's all you can hope for Scott, is that he stays healthy. Also our listener Billy uh has made a move, took a minus four to bring to bring Ben uh, Rama into his team for game week two. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. I have not, but I would say uh, was he was that, that the question stud? I saw, I love him. I think he's a short term stud. I, I do. I don't think he's a short term. I think he's a long term stud. Mm. He showed himself at the end of last season in stretches. 
I think now he's had some more consistency starting. I think he's a stud. Guaranteed uh, stud till the international break and the closure of the transfer window. Six, then let's see what West Ham looks like I, after I, that. Scott, I think he finishes in the top 20 in midfield scoring on the season. Wow, that's really extending yourself. Breaking today. news uh, to the FPL America podcast. That's not even worthy of the music. Top 20? Are you kidding me? No, no. Uh, this is a different... It's not related to what he's saying. I'm giving you breaking news. Okay. It is actual news. Uh, West Ham not only pursuing uh, Jesse Lingard to bring back uh, on a season-long loan, uh, but there is a suggestion that the Premier League website... Uh, knows that it's a done deal already uh, because wow. of an error on the site uh, that is including him as a West Ham player. Uh, <laughs> so that it is likely wow. that Jesse Lingard uh, is already is a man, already a West Ham a player. Hammer again, another loan. Does that yes. does that change your answer? Either about Ben Rama? Um, it this this changes things. Uh, if I Lingard, thought so. Lingard has Lingard and Joe Willick, and you didn't mention Joe Willick when we passed. Newcastle, as you should have. Because he didn't play. He hasn't played yet. But for whatever reason, the two dudes are magic for these clubs. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just a, a stretch. We'll see if it continues. Dave cannot resist Arsenal or Arsenal-adjacent topics. Brian, <laughs> it's, it's, giving, not, it's giving me a headache. The dude set a fucking record last year uh, in scoring in, in consecutive hurts games. my head. Eight games. He, he beat Alan Shearer. Premier League great. I said I wouldn't drink more bourbon than the one, and I've already gone back because I can't handle all the Arsenal talk. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all right, I'm moving you on. keep hating on Joe Willock. I will not. I, I like Joe Willock, but he doesn't play for Arsenal. He plays for Newcastle now. All right, listen. Last round of Stutter Dud. Jfit Tanganga. FPL stud or dud. The dude was a real-life stud in this match. Let's be honest. Yes, real-life stud. was amazing against Manchester City. FPL stud or dud? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a dud. Yeah. I agree. Dave? I hope he does well for Spurs. But not in FPL. Yeah, I I agree. Totally agree. Totally with you. I think the Spurs are going to be better defensively this year. Oh, God. And I think he's going to (laughs) be... at a four five and FPL stud. I love his story. Sorry, um, I, I I love his story. So mm-hmm. give me some Tanganga. So fall rides the bus. Four five. I, I currently story. do not own him. Yeah. Because uh, I he doesn't fill a good spot. It's either five five or four zero oh in my in my team. Okay. So. But if you I, have that four five rotation, have, I don't have any four fives. But if he did, if he did he, that rotation. He would lead the line at four fives. I like uh, I respect that answer. Spurs are going to be a different team this year is all I'm saying. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're, You're wrong, it's, Scott. It's only downhill you from here. You are so wrong. Uh, we're going to end the game with one last player. Can't wait to hear your answers. Okay. Manchester City's Jack Grealish. Brian, take it away. I think he's an FPL dud. Thank you. For Manchester City. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't absolutely yeah. do not. I'm I'm sorry. I loved I, watching him earn those fouls from thirty to forty yards out, and then proceed to do, which proceeded to do nothing for the city offense. He had a couple of times where he touched the ball in the box. I'd love to hear Brian if you have stats on his touches in the box. There was maybe three, four, but they led to nothing. Um, yeah, Jack Grealish was was. I just feel like he didn't do. I don't know. He just didn't do a ton. You like that he played 90 minutes. I don't want to overreact. So he did. City will figure out how to play with Jack Grealish. Yeah. But he, for he this had, match, 
it was here's, it was Grealish and everybody else. Jack Grealish was the fifth most had the fifth most touches in the opposition box this week of any midfielder. So good, created two chances. Exactly. I want Jack Grealish. You need creative Jack Grealish. You need shooting Jack Grealish. I just don't think there's enough ball for him in Manchester City for him to ever matter. He could go on a run. He, I'm sure he'll have good stretches. I just don't think. I just feel like the the players that are better than him are like more advanced. They're in the box more. They're scoring more. I don't know. Can I tell you when I was watching this match, you know what stood out to me? I had much higher hopes for Raheem Sterling to do something mm-hmm. with the ball. Who, yeah, by the especially way, after his summer. Well, but Sterling, I don't know. I, f- I feel like both of them carry the ball into the box very similarly. I f- I'm picturing both of them coming from that left corner into the into the 18-yard box. And I feel like Sterling, when he did it, there was much higher chance of something good happening than when Jack Grealish had the ball and was doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Dud. He's, he's a dud for me. I think moving to a team, a new team, a city-filled, talented team, I think is a dud. All right, very good. We've come to the end. Let's talk about the FPL America Podcast League. A very familiar face is number one after game week one. Drew, well Also, listener Drew. Team, team. Wow. That's the name of Drew's a lo- team. Love, love yeah. a good team, team. Yeah. Even if, look, if there's one, if you ever get mentioned on this podcast for leading the FPL America Podcast League. Well done to you. Team Team gets it done this week. Well done. 112 points. He's in first place after game week one. A familiar face is number two, Nirvana State. Dude, Michael, back up dude, there, second that place. That dude is a consistent guy that hangs around up top. Yep. I just need to start copying all of his moves. <laughs> <laughs> he had Ben Rama, and he had Antonio. I don't blame him. That's a good combo. Knock on him, he had Bachman. Just going to throw that out there. I mean, I don't hate that move, though. Yeah, I do. Third place, rounding at the top three like we usually do. Lucian, family of 10. 109, well done. Yep, absolutely. He also had been Rama and Antonio. Just throwing that out there. One of my favorite things to do at the start of the season is look at the different creative team names that are out there. First of all, Dave, there's no one more creative on this podcast than uh, Mr. Brian Chesko. And, uh, Brian, what's your team name this season? So, preseason, my team name was Ted Lasso for Spurs, and uh, <laughs> my team name currently is uh, Nuno Ted Spirito Lasso. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. Hey, um, it's, it's, I uh, love... It's topical, it's relevant, it's, uh, Scott, it's fun. Scott, we have... You failed to mention we have two guys tied for third currently. Okay, yeah. Um, the, the other third-place team that's tied for third, along with Family of Ten, is... Can I touch DS? DS, yes, DS. <laughs> Liam, okay. dude, that is yeah. so brilliant. That is so great. That's got it. Not, not only if I found you as I'm scrolling through these, I would mention that. That is that is a that's that so is great. a team me, name that I, is directly getting <laughs> mugged down your comedy alley, Dave. I love it. I love it so much. I love. Uh, look, uh, uh, currently league Steve here. Take a Bowen son. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh I I look, Scott, keep going. Like we this Harry is Potter a- is still culturally relevant. So that's why I sure. like Ben's Lingardium Leviosa. Yeah, that's a really good one. 
the one that was very popular for years and years was always uh, Lalana's in pajamas. I wondered if Ben Rama's in pajamas uh, also fit. I haven't I, seen I, it I, yet. I had not seen that. I wasn't about to go searching through 7 million teams I to love find it, this. But, uh, I anyway. love this next one by League James Farcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's your favorite yep. name. Wow. That is so good. Craig, uh, your your team name stood out to me. Anakin Kyle Walker. Okay, yeah. I liked that one. Uh-huh. A little Star Wars reference, of course, there. Uh, Dave, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Chase's team yet. Boom, Jaka, Saka, Laka. I saw it. I absolutely saw it and loved it. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I was trying to be a little bit more selective, but you're right. That's so up my alley. Uh, I love leagues. Uh, look, th- this next part is kid sensitive. Uh, fast forward ten seconds. Uh, <laughs> League Steve, too cool my balls. <laughs> That's amazing. More That's fantastic. More, <laughs> by the more way, filthy team names <laughs> to cram it's, right into it's your PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah. If you cool my- <laughs> tell kids to not listen for ten seconds. <laughs> That one's probably right for the report team name button. Let's be clear. Uh, We're not doing it. No, it's too cool. It's uh, manager of Chelsea. Soccer balls. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's there. Hey, Rewendy, um, you are doing an excellent job with team name City's FFP lawyer. You probably need a higher salary. That's fantastic. You do an outstanding job. Yes, no doubt. Keeping City safe from FFP. Agree 100%. Well done. I'm going to get the last shout out on team names here. Uh, I don't even know if he listens, but it doesn't matter because he's a friend of mine. Um, brother Matt's brother-in-law, so he's sort of family for me. League Bradley. in uh, he didn't have a fir- good first week, so I'm not going to blow him up too much. But he had a great year last year. He, I think he beat me last year, which that wouldn't have been hard to do. Was uh, his name, league name, Ruff Sec, as in Sex Fabregas. Sesk Fabregas. <laughs> Sesk. I can't even say it. Sesk. Rough sesk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, again. Uh, turn, turn it. You know, you should late. print all of these off <laughs> for and sure. Have them or or <laughs> embroider all of these names onto nice pillows. You could sleep on these names, Dave. These are these are right. These are so in your vein. Oh, I, can't even I love you're it. Not, I can't believe you're not liquefying them and injecting. These are so great. I love our creative names in our league. I love it so much, Scott. We've made it to the end. I also love those listeners who are uh, willing to take an extra step and support us financially on this podcast. And so as part of, uh, of the way we have our Patreon uh, workspace set up, uh, you know, like you said, Dave, the micro donation approach, uh, Damien, thank you. Very much. Damien's now a part of our Slack workspace. A uh, lot of banter and discussion and, and strategy discussed on there uh, throughout and, and since game week one has ended. And uh, Damien's now joined us because he's a new a new uh, donor to our podcast. So thank you. It is, it is a really big deal to us that anyone, even though we have it set up as one, two, or three dollar a month For sure. uh, donation approaches to this podcast, it's still a really big deal that anyone would be willing to do that. I know. And as Brian always says, it's shocking that anyone would not only listen to us. Or has that much disposable income. <laughs> for sure. And or anyone who would, would be willing to waste uh, one, two, or three dollars on us per month. No, listen. So we're so thankful. Completely yes. honored. And yes. um, Honored is a good word. Yeah, for sure. And Damien, and, Damien did. And, and he did that as, as the season got underway. 
And so uh, thank you, Damien. Uh, as part of that, obviously, uh, you, know, uh, you know, what comes with that is not only access to the Slack workspace, but a shout out from us on this podcast. But truthfully, we are very, very grateful uh, that you're willing to do that. If anyone else listening has, has heard us talk about our Patreon workspace but has not yet taken that step, feel free to do what Damien did. Check us out, FPL America Podcast at patreon.com. Dave. We talked about our lineups already for game week two, the moves that we're making. I've made none. You made one. Brian made three. You've got different options wow. out there all that you've the heard place. from. We are all over the place. Uh, and yet, uh, different approaches to game week two. It's, it's what makes this season fun. There's a lot of different ways to play this game this so season. So is. And, and that's so exciting. Game week two is a I'm excited for it. It's going to be great. Another round of first home matches for a lot of these clubs. It'll be very interesting to see what kind of results that leads to. Get ready. Fun-filled Scott, your Liverpool kicks us off at Burnley. Salah's got a hat trick in his bag. Is that is that what's going to happen? Captain Salah and Mike, line up. Could be tough for me not to Captain Salah. I can't believe you didn't ask me if there was anything else. I know better because we're already long in the tooth oh. in this in this pod. I can't believe we didn't talk about Adama Traore. Who? He was the Wasteful Player of the Week award until Riyad Mahrez missed. Welcome back, Raul Jimenez. I'm glad that he's for playing. sure. I'm glad that he's Good playing call. again. Glad you got. Glad we squeezed that in. Can, well can I? Can I? Can I be? Can I be a wet blanket on Raul Jimenez though? I agree. I'm glad you're back. He was a shadow of himself in this match. Give him a few <laughs> matches. <laughs> I don't think Wolves have that luxury, and they might not. My captain Danny Ings at home against Newcastle. Wow, that's fairly bold, Mister Bruno Son and Salah. Yeah, Bruno captain is going to be a hard one for me not to undo, just because uh, matchup is so good. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, um, something else that I should I say it, too, Scott. just about Burnley. I just remember it. one of the other things about Burnley and Liverpool this weekend. Remember what happened the last time Burnley played at Anfield, which was what? Just that Burnley Bar- won one nil for like the first time in a million years, Adam and Mister Finger Mask Finger Masked during Jeez. his penalty uh, that won the game for them. Uh, Liverpool's gonna sc- try to score twenty. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, listen. Are th- are they petty that way? I don't know if they are. Try not to overreact this week. Uh, we gave you plenty to think about in this pod. This pod was absolutely fun and fantastic to do. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.